This is pastor, curator, whatever you want to call me, Brian Odland. Happy New Year. Uh, happy 2022. That's kind of a tongue twister. I think I should just say happy 22. Uh, happy 2022 is, um, I don't know. I don't like the way it rolls off the tongue. Um, if you can tell, if you go back and watch this, uh, whether live or when you uh, listen to it up on the fa- our Facebook page, you can tell I'm not at Bryant Lake Bowl once again. And no, we are not fighting. Bryant Lake Bowl and I, it's just been um crazy kind of whirlwind number of weeks, at least for us in our household. And um, winter has officially started in Minnesota. Uh, the reason we didn't go down there today is a lot of the people who probably are going to be there um, in person are either sick or out of town still because of the holidays. Uh, and also, um, it's like negative seven outside. And I don't want to have to bundle myself up, my wife and my daughter, to go all the way downtown Minneapolis. So I'm not afraid of the winter weather. I went, I did, was a good Minnesotan and went out and started my car this morning, drove it around for like a half hour. That's what you have to do in the Midwest or in the Plains in the dead of winter now that it's January, which is our coldest month. Um, you have to be smart and you have to take care of your car because if you take care of your car, it'll take care of you. Um, all that boringness aside, um, yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's surreal and crazy that, you know, we're into year three, technically, of the pandemic since it started in 2020, um, back in March and, you know, it encapsulated, encapsulated all of us in 2021. And now we're into the second day of 2022. Uh, it's, in, it's insane. It's, I don't know. It's just it's crazy um, what the last two years have have brought us um, as a world, uh, as a society in America. Um, it's just I don't know. A lack of words are are coming to me, but it's it's just so surreal. I'll say that. But I hope everyone had a good Christmas, holiday, festivus, whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate it. I hope everyone had time to relax and to um, just, you know, hang out with family if that's what you do, hang out by yourself if that's what you do. Um, I had the fortunate, uh, I was quite fortunate, I should say, that I've been off for like the last um, 10 or 11 days. I took off tomorrow from work because I was supposed to go back. So I have one more day of uh, vacation and I'm just going to do some chores around the house and relax one more day before getting back to the grind. It always sucks when you go back to work after being gone for a number of days. It just takes you a couple of days to kind of get back into the, into the flow and into the rut of everything. But, um, I've been watched a lot of TV shows that I caught up on, watched a ton of movies. I will say my wife and I are big Harry Potter fans and we have HBO Max, so we watched the uh, Back to Hogwarts 20th anniversary. And um, I'm not going to lie, I shed a couple tears um, in it because it, that film series was so monumental to me. And I know it's monumental to so many other people. And I always thought that those actors were super young compared to me. Now I'm only like four or five years older than than most of them, so... Uh, it's just kind of surreal to think that those people that I thought were so young now that I'm in my thirties are almost at the end of my thirties, um, to realize they're not that young compared to me. Um, my daughter wanted me to show this to everyone. And if you listen to this, when it comes out to the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but I'm going to show this. Um, she will get mad at me if I didn't. Um, so there's this photo here. Um, and there's, uh, hearts, green hearts with red scribbled in there and then like a brown mark. And she told me she gave me those hearts because she loves me so much. She can't even stand it, which I thought was really precious. 
And I said, well, what does that brown squiggle mark mean? She's like, oh, that's just like the pizzazz. Um, that's it's, words can't describe just the, how warm that makes your heart when your kid does little things like this for you. Feel a little bad for her because she's been off work or off work, off school for like two weeks. And a little, uh, I think she's getting a little anxious to get out of the house, but I really loved that little precious thing she did to me this morning. And you know, it's the small things. And also in Christmas time, it was awesome and wonderful to see um, her opening up all her gifts and being super excited about the gifts that, you know, a man and I got her and then like her grandparents and, you know, aunts and uncles. It was, it was really fun to see. Um, I always, as I get older, I always tell my wife that Christmas doesn't mean as much, like it means stuff to me, but it, it means more as a parent now seeing, instead of receiving gifts and loving, you know, that aspect uh, is loving, loving, giving gifts and, because, you know, I have a job. I can buy whatever I want, whenever I want, but kids can't. And when you see the kid's face, your, especially my own kid's face, get excited when she gets a present or presents that she wants, it's it's really a meaningful thing. Um, enough of my bantering. I'm look, looking at my clock here, and I've been talking for six minutes about a whole bunch of nothing. But... Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to our first talk of 2022. And I, I think it's cool that, um, we're going into our second full year, but technically we've been doing this. Um, this is going on its third year because we started in November of 2020. Um, when Jay and Caleb moved out to Seattle and, uh, you know, obviously back last year, sometime I want to say back in, I don't know, May, April or May of last year, I think, or no, maybe it was even July, we switched it to Doubters Believers Alliance. Um, but yeah, you know, started that in November of 2020, and now we're in January of 2022, so it's, here we go and buckle up. Um, you won't hear this now, um, but if you listen to it on the podcast feed when that comes out, I have a good buddy of mine um, that I met going to college, um, and he's a musician here locally in the Twin Cities, and him and his buddy during the pandemic, um, really, really great musicians. Um, so shout out to Josh McKay, um, if you ever listen to this, or if people know him, just to, uh, tell him I shouted him out. Um, but he has this, like, it's hard to describe, like an electronic group that he did that um, him and his friend are just doing like drum like synths and drums drum synths and they have a group called OFT I don't know what it stands for or what the acronym is but OFT you can find them on Bandcamp and um, I'll put the show notes in there if you ever want to check them out but they're local guys and I said hey you know I we have some opening and closing music but you know it's going to be a new year I kind of want just some new intro music so he sent me some stuff this week, or, or like a final track of the song, and I love it. There's no words, but it's just like a minute of just solid kind of synthy, you know, ethereal, if that's a word, um, music, and I really dig it. Uh, I love it. Uh, I know Caleb does, so we'll have an intro music for when it's up on the podcast for DBA and for Sacred Collective, because you listen um, on the podcast feed, it's on Sacred Collective and not DBA. We don't have our own personal one. We can, we share. So that's out, and I'm just super excited how that turned out. And, um, you know, it's all about networking, um, him helping me out, and I'm helping him out. So, yes. Um, so our talk today is going to be short and sweet. Um, I'm still kind of in that vacation mode vacation kind of thought process but i did want to give something since i wasn't here last sunday and the sunday before that we talked kind of about um we talked about uh what am i trying to say we talked about jesus and he was a crazy cool revolutionary and and 
you know, Advent and all that stuff. But today we're going to go back to a little bit of um, pushing our boundaries, pushing our mindset of of seeing what's out there, seeing what's going on. Um, we're going to talk today, sorry for that background noise, of my daughter. Um, anyway, so this talk is called I Believe in What? Um, and why I came up with that is I've actually, over the last couple weeks of being here by my not by myself, but being not at work, being uh, not being able to talk to a lot of friends because they're doing all their holiday stuff. Um, I've got into conversations with my mom and some friends and, and whatever. And I'll, I don't know why, but it kind of came up with, you know, we as we as Christians, not necessarily me per se, but Christians in general will say, oh, I, you know, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Christianity. You know, I believe in the teachings and message of Jesus, so on and so forth. And, you know, that's like their full stop. That's their like truth statement. And and I'm not doing it to be rude or to be divisive, but I'm kind of like, you know, Christianity, when someone says that they're a Christian, I, I, I feel that they don't really understand what that means because there's no religion in the world uh, that's succinctly on its own. What I mean by that is there's not... There's no one religion that is, you know, not influenced by someone else or by another religion. All religions are influenced by other religions, um, whether that be, uh, you know, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. Um, you know, I would even go on a limb and say Hinduism. We look at Mormonism and like Jehovah's Witness they're they're all influenced by obviously different uh streams of faith or other things um and what this word is called is and then some people say it different ways but it's called um syncretism um and pretty much what syncret or I, i'm going to say syncretism this is how i say it what we're talking about today is syncretism, and syncretism is this, is a definition. It is the combination of different beliefs and, value, and various schools of thought. It is the assimilation of several religions, thus asserting an underlying unity and allowing for an inclusive approach to other faiths. So pretty much what's, what that's saying is we have different religions. So let's say we have Christianity. Um since I'm influenced a lot by Christianity and follow most of the principles within Christianity, um, but that we can share and assimilate and kind of come into an agreement that, let's say, Islam or Judaism, um, there's similarities with it or there's truths in that, and that we can incorporate that into our own faith and i've kind of really i obviously learned this phrase and this under this whole idea of um syncretism or syncretism there we go i was gonna say syncretism back in seminary in my master's work and i was always kind of frustrated at first because i was like oh this is taking away from you know christianity this is taking away from the the beauty of it and, and all that. But then when you really start looking at the historical part of Christianity and how Christianity was formulated and and created, because I, you know, as I've said before, Jesus did not, when he was here on earth, if you believe that, um, doing the miracles and Jesus's teachings and all these things, um, he didn't come to start a religion. He came to start a movement he came to start, like I would say, an ethic, a philosophy, an ideology, and it's after the fact of Jesus dying and his, you know, followers, you know, in essence, formulating this religion, formulating his teachings, and you know, making the church, and and thousands of years later, this is what we had it today, and I would, you know, say within all those times. 
especially after Jesus was out of the scene, out of, you know, Jesus's ministry, how often we forget, you know, the first, I was talking with my friend the other day, we hung out and he was seminary trained like myself. And he was like, he's, and he was saying just how his issues with the Bible and how, especially how the, you know, epistles and the gospels were put together. He was like, these were decades after Jesus died. You know, I think the first gospel was written at at a conservative um, level, uh, or number, 60 years after Jesus was on the scene. You know, so if that would be like, if I was Jesus, just hypothetically, and then someone writing about me, it not coming out for another 60 years, and then people are like, yep, that's that's gospel. That's that's true. That's real. This is how it happened. And we don't know what those people, how they were influenced, those writers, the gospel writers, Paul, because uh, there was, you know, when people say, oh, I, you know, I, I, I um, when I write something, I'm not uh, letting all the outside noise, political f- things or religious ideologies into me. And it's just facts will show it and things will show show that we're all highly influenced um, by all those things, especially in Christianity, we're, we're uh, influenced by other religions, other political parties and persuasions. We can't uh, divorce ourselves from knowing that we're this hodgepodge of what we are. Um, so within um, syncretism, and I apologize if I fumble that up, it's just, you know, it's a fun word. But so, for example, like what I wrote down what makes syncretism I feel like kind of cool is um, blending these religions together um, and saying like, cause most times if someone was like, Oh, um, I'm a Christian, then I'm also this people are going to be like, what, how can you do that? Well, yeah, you can. We live in a society and in a world where if you believe in something and if you identify that and, and that's what you feel you are what you believe in or, or any of that. Um, we live in a society now where that's okay and that's acceptable and that's fine. Um, for instance, an example of syncretism is Christianity and Buddhism. And you might be like, well, Brian, those are really, really different than one another. Yeah, in a lot of ways they are. And in other ways they're not. The main difference, with, obviously, within Christianity and Buddhism is Buddhism doesn't believe in a deity, doesn't believe in a god. Uh, they believe, you know, um, a lot of the things similar to Christianity of being a good person, helping the poor, giving to others. And I think that's what you'll find in most religions is helping others, is integral to their teachings and into their message, is helping one another. And I always tell people that's not a Christian thing. Or a religious thing, that's a human thing, being kind to other people, loving people, you know, not stealing, you know, uh, not taking another person's spouse, um, you know, helping the poor, helping the orphan. Most religions have this. The biggest difference, obviously, with Buddhism, as I said, is there's no higher power or no deity. And really, the end goal in Buddhism is to get to nirvana, to have this... uh, consciousness and i kind of joked with someone and i'm like their consciousness in it in and of itself in essence is is like their perfection is is their is their um heaven i would say um and i'm i have not studied buddhism that much i've dabbled in some readings you know of, of synthesizing the two religions so i'm not an expert or anything but i actually know a professor friend of mine who was raised you know as a missionary and uh, it's really cool that now, instead of being professor student, we're just friends, we're colleagues, you know, we both have our doctorates. But he was raised um, as a missionary kid, as an MK, um, over in Sri Lanka. And his dad is Sri Lanka and his mom is here from Minnesota. And so in Sri Lanka, if you don't know where Sri Lanka is, if you look at India, the country of India, there's like an island, I think it's to the west of it, and there's this island. It looks small, but it's pretty big, and it's called Sri Lanka. 
Um, but Sri Lanka is highly influenced by Buddhism and, and, you know, the Buddhist religion. And I remember even when I was in seminary, he was kind of, you know, he went to, you know, all the same schools I did, except for he went to Marquette for his PhD and I went to Bethel. Uh, but he was reading a lot about Buddhism and was reading a lot of how just Buddhist thought is and, and just reading about all that. And I kind of remember even all these years later saying to him, like, well, why as a Christian are you reading about Buddhism and and not about Christianity? And he was like, well, I'm just looking at because this is a part of who I am, part of the culture. I lived many years of my life, you know, and, and was influenced by, you know, Buddhist thought. And I kind of was like, huh, that's kind of really cool because... I don't know how many of us who are watching this live or will listen to this in in whatever capacity, if we were raised in the church, you were never taught to read other religious texts. You were told to stay away from that with like a 10-foot pole. Um, you, You always read the Bible, you know, or, you know, devotionals or, you know, everything within church, church, church. You were never shown be like oh let's go to a buddhist temple let's go to a synagogue let's go to um whatever religious you know other building ar- around there because it was always like let's just keep you on the narrow road here of looking at what's within christianity and when i was talking to this professor friend of mine i always was kind of enamored and and jealous of like he could sit down and just start looking at other religions and kind of synthesizing them. But I, it was with this professor that kind of opened the floodgates of my, um, I guess, intellectual dive into like um, syncretism of, of seeing how this works and how this plays together. And then having that lens that I understood of syncretism is when I looked at the Bible and when I read certain scriptures, whether I read, you know, Romans, or I, or I read, you know, the Gospels, or I read, you know, Revelation or whatever, or even if I read any book in the Old Testament, I could see how it was highly influenced um, by other religious thought and by other religious teachings. And, but still there was that aspect of the Bible that I thought was authoritative and I thought it was cool. And uh, this, this, intermingling and intertwiningness of of the different religions which i thought and to this day think is cool and this is why i'm obviously talking about it to you today but another one that i this might make some people um pause i would say is i've seen a lot of people on my you know instagram account i have a couple of them uh one of my personal ones but then one for sacred collective and that one that has grown in tremendous ways and that's a conversation for another time but one thing that i a lot of the people who i follow or who follow me which i think is cool are a lot of ex-evangelicals as that that saying goes and a lot of them are you know i've seen when especially if you look at their bio in their instagram or even some of the stuff they post um and even some of the people i've interviewed frankly will say, well, you know, I was, I had my faith grounded in Christianity. I grew up in, you know, Pentecostalism or Baptists or, you know, E-free, um, which is evangelical free or whatever. And so they were influenced by Christianity or maybe they were even influenced by like Lutheranism or Catholicism. And so now, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a Wiccan or I'm a witch. And you know, I think some people will find that like, oh, oh my gosh, like, uh, that's crazy. Like, how can you, you know, say that you're somewhat of a Christian or have an affinity or an appreciation of Jesus and then you're a witch? Well, first of all, there's magic, there's witches and warlocks and stuff, even in scripture, dig for it, you'll find it, it's in there. But what I think is cool is there's even in like a religion like Wicca and paganism and and even naturalism, which is, you know, the appreciation, not worshiping nature, but looking at the things within nature and how they can maybe even be divine or teach us, you know, faith things. But even with within with this um, syncretism, 
you, in my opinion, you can be someone who believes in Christianity and still dabble and still appreciate these other things. And that is, you know, as a human being, you know, it's like I'm, I'm myself, I'm Brian. And yes, I believe in Christianity, but even in my own life, it's like I love hard rock music, like hardcore and punk rock, but I also love classical. I love classical music. Um, there's even some, uh, dare I say it, some country music that I like. I like rap and hip hop. So I meaning this, trying to put this metaphor together is we as human beings can like and intermingle and, and mesh together many different things within um, our, our life and with, and how things change us. Um, You can even be a Minnesota Vikings fan and a Green Bay Packers fan. I can't believe I said that. Um, Most people in this region would stone me for saying that, but I know that's more kind of funny, but it's true. So my whole point is if someone is like, well, yeah, I believe in this Jesus character and the teachings, however that is, but then you're like, I'm influenced by Wicca and, and new age and you use crystals or anything you, you can have that inner, intertwining i actually know a person who's a pastor in the ucc that i met and she's a a great pastor a great um uh uh, person that i've learned a lot from when i was in in some um in a class i would say with her um for a week and she's a pastor out in the southwest and she's went to seminary and all this stuff but she also um uses crystals and i'll follow her on instagram and i'll see her pictures of her preaching and then the other time she's you know dealing with crystals and knowing the different you know chakras and you know all these things and a lot of people even 20 30 years ago would be like what in the world like this is like how can you do this your influence but that's my whole point is even ministers and pastors were looking at other religions other spiritual ways of doing things and and saying like it's this syncretism of how you you're um, intermingling the two and some honestly i will say some even christians right now will push back against that and say oh this is wrong this is bad why are you doing this um you can't do this and they they have their critiques and that's fine but uh, you know every time i go outside even on a bitterly cold day like today i'm just left in wonderment of we've been here on this planet as human beings for thousands and thousands, if not millions of years. And we're still not that smart of finding out things about the world and the universe and all this stuff. So it's like, if we're still learning about faith and we're still learning about Christianity and other faiths and other religions are still learning themselves. Um, why can't we intermingle the both? Why can't we say, I like some of this and I like some of that. This has influenced me. Like I look at so many professor friends of mine. I have, you know, went to very conservative schools, but I've also had professors say, yeah, I like, you know, theologians and philosophers like Karl Barth or Dietrich Bonhoeffer who were very, you know, out in their faith and unanimously, you know, would say that they're a Christian, but then they would say, I'm influenced by Nietzsche or Karl Marx who were very atheistic but they were saying like, hey, these people influenced me. And I've even said that on here. Of, I've been influenced by all those people I just said. And so it's like in our, in our intellectual desires and pursuits and even in our religious things, we don't have to just be beholden to, okay, I'm a Christian, so I have to be just influenced by this. Or if you're an atheist, you have to just be influenced by atheists, you know, writers or thinkers. You can be influenced by Christian thinkers to... Judea, you know, Jewish thinkers, uh, you know, Buddhist thinkers, and and make it what you want it to be. And I always tell people, I've even sold my family over a break here for Christmas. I said, with me doing DBA or even doing Sacred Collective, it's not me wanting to shove Jesus down anyone's throat. I'm going to show you Jesus. I'm going to talk to you about Jesus, but I'm also going to talk to you about other things in life. And my goal isn't to convert anyone to Christianity or to Jesus or the way I think, but it's to hopefully give people the opportunity to think, to chew on things, to um, wrestle with things, and to just, even if I can 
maybe have your brain open a little bit more on a topic that you maybe didn't know or were a little fuzzy on is that you can keep pushing and I love having conversations and 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 you know the the greatest gifts uh, compliments I get is when people are like hey I really like your talks I might not agree with all of them but you made me think you've made me question things um to me that's good that's a high compliment because that's exactly what I want to do um going back as I said, all religions have truth in them. You know, I know people who have been Christians and then converted to Islam and, you know, they will talk bad about, you know, Christianity or I've had people who were from Islam that converted to Christianity and, you know, are, are you know, will have their issues with it. And, but at the end of the day, they'll, when all their kind of frustrations on whatever religion subsides they'll they'll say to me you know but there is truth in these these religions we might not get to the end goal of the same but there is some truth and even in islam you know like i said i haven't read the quran through i've read bits and pieces of it but there's there's truth in it you know and i tell people one thing i hate about christianity and i will say this is in Islam, uh, obviously Jesus is not the Messiah as in, as in Christianity, but in Islam, Jesus is considered a prophet. And I want to say Jesus is like the third in line. You have Allah, which is just another name of God. Then you have Muhammad, who was, you know, what they in equivalent of Jesus. And then you had Jesus. And in, in Christianity, and especially in evangelicalism, I if you look at a religion that is a thorn in Christianity side that they hate, and I will say that not I'm not talking about mainline, but evangelicals is it's Islam, and they'll go after them and after them, and I'm like, but most like imams, which are in essence their spiritual teachers, they you will never hear them badmouth Jesus. You will never hear them say Jesus was terrible. You won't hear them, you know cuss him out or curse his name because in islam jesus is a central figure and so i even look at something little like that and we'll say hey you know what that that's some similarities we have you might not be believing in jesus the same way i do but you have a huge respect and a huge um uh what's the word a huge um importance uh, of that but you talk to a lot of christians especially evangelicals and they will they will that will go right over their head they're like what 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 and that's my whole point of with being um within syncretism is we can take multiple views of religion and kind of pick and choose of what influences us and as soon as i was saying that i remember something popped into my head from when I was a kid, having youth pastors and pastors say the exact opposite to me. They were saying, oh, well, you know, you can't be one of these people who, you know, goes, you know, to other religions and says, oh, I like this and I like this and I like this. You know, you can't pick and choose and, and make this like new religion. And I look at that and, and I'm kind of you know, flabbergasted by it because I'm like, well, that's exactly how society in the world is today, is we're taking bits and pieces from other religions. And not not and I'm not saying everyone. There's a lot of people who don't, but there's this growing, I don't know, almost subset or subculture within religious, you know, religious, uh, you know, faiths that people are doing this, where someone is a Christian and they're dabbling into Buddhism and, and reading that and appreciating it, or are really influenced by atheist thought and atheistic philosophers and taking some atheism, healthy atheism in there, or some people taking, you know, parts of Islam and inter, intermingling them within Christianity. And a lot of people will say, oh, well, Brian, like, you, I, I just don't understand how you can do that. Well, you can. I'm saying that you can. It's not for everyone. But once you realize how all religions reflect some sort of truth, 
And not only just that, but how you can gravitate and appreciate those things. Um, one thing I really wanted to say before I start wrapping this up is not going to be a super long talk, just because I said um, I'm still kind of in vacation mode, uh, so this will be a little bit shorter. But anyway, <clears throat> what I've said about, especially within Christianity, is, and I, 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 I love talking with family or friends who are still conservative, and this isn't a rip on them, but you know, so often when you say, you hear people like, well, I believe in the Bible, I believe whatever it says, and how, you know, I remember my grandma, rest in peace to my grandma, but, you know, she was one of those types of Christians who were like, well, whatever's in the Bible, it must be true, it's from the Word of God, and that's good enough for me. And it's so simplistic and so laughable, but when you read the Scripture, and even if you've studied history a little bit, especially ancient history, Near Eastern history, you will realize that Christianity as a religion, and not just that, but even the writings that we call our holy scriptures, are highly influenced by other religions. Case in point, the biggest one, Hellenistic thought. Hellenistic thought is just a fancy way of saying Greek thought. What, what people group and what religious group has not influenced everything besides the Greek thought and Hellenistic thought. Who do we go back as like the most monumental philosophers that we this world has ever seen? We go back to Plato. We go back to Socrates. We go back to Aristotle and on and on. Those three philosophers and how they started talking about, you know, the meaning of life. What's the meaning of life or ethics and morality? It wasn't Jesus who first came up with that. It wasn't, you know, Buddhists who thought of that. It wasn't, you know, Mormons or Jewish people or Hindus. It was people that have have went way back, you know, thought millennias and millennias and millennias. As a lot of these religions, and I would say specifically Christianity, was highly, highly influenced by Hellenistic thought, Platonic thought, Aristotelian thought. And I remember a class in my undergrad, I was still super even, super evangelical. Um, I was still super evangelical, and I remember taking an ancient philosophy class and getting super, super um, angry when my professor was telling me, uh, mind you, I was what, like 19, and I'm almost 40 now, so this is over 20 years ago. And I remember getting mad because he was saying like, hey, a lot of Christianity is influenced by this. And I was kind of like, what? And I remember going home telling my dad, you know, this. And he was really kind of not upset that I was being taught that, but kind of like, well, yeah, you know, it was influenced, but it's completely different. And now as a grown up, now going through seminary and all this stuff, I've seen and I've realized, you know, that professor was right. Like, you, you look at... Um, Paul, you look at, you know, Peter, you can tell in some of their writings just how they were influenced by Hellenistic thought. Um, not just that, but you look at, um, uh, you look at a lot of the writings in the New Testament and even in the Old Testament, it was influenced by Babylonians, the, you know, the Babel, um, which is now essence, what would be Persia, that, that had thriving religions and and what i mean that is if you just if you're not someone who has went to college or seminary studied this but if you take a ted talk class or you know i would highly recommend you take like an ancient near eastern you know uh class or take a historiography or anything like that and you'll just see the religions that were around when christianity kind of came on the scene or when jesus came on the scene of how there are so many other religions around in the world, and all religions, of course, think that they're the right religion and everyone else is wrong. But what people fail to realize even to this day and even, even back then is how a lot of these religions were highly influenced by one another. And so, case in point, Christianity, the Christianity that Christians believe currently is highly influenced by Hellenistic thought, 
and is highly influenced by Babylonian religious religions and religious thought. And when you tell that to, especially to evangelicals, and say, hey, you know, this religion just didn't poof come out of the clear blue. Um, they're like, what? And I was like, obviously you can't forget Judaism. You know, so I'm like, there's three religions right there that were highly integral and influential in the creation of Christianity. And when you look at that historical nugget and you can see that, and hang on, I got it. Um, anyway, um, there was a comment, I'll read that later, but, um, when you look at other, I got off base here, hang on, when you look at, at, okay, so when you look at Christianity, and when you see that they're highly influenced by others, and, and to me, to me, that's beautiful, to me, that shows you that Christianity just didn't bubble out of the clear blue. It we we it's not that they went and like picked this and picked that and picked this and picked that, but we as people realize that we've evolved or other religions are beautiful and and all these things. Um and one thing I will say on this that I didn't know this and this isn't this isn't directly related to this but I thought it was cool was that uh most hang on most religion my cat is in my office when I'm doing this so <laughs> it's a little distracting here today um but most ancient religions christianity included included will have a uh biblical uh what am i trying to say flood narrative and flood story so when you talk to a lot of evangelicals they'll look back into like genesis and they'll say see the flood happened and even when i was a little kid i was like oh wow this is great this is cool this is um amazing look at this flood story like this is real and i mean obviously growing up in the church you had to believe in that you had to believe that this was real and you know this is how we got here in society and everything um or not in society but how we got here as as people and and, and all this but when you look back in the babylonian um creation story they had the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is literally their equivalent of Genesis. And I found this out, especially in college, and this pissed a lot of my classmates off. But the Babylonian, um, the Babylonian uh, creation narrative, which is the Epic of Gilgamesh, predates the Christian version or the Old Testament one by hundreds, if not a number of thousands of years. And I'm not just saying like the the Christianity hijacked it, but it's saying like maybe Christianity or maybe the writers of our you know narrative looked back into the Babylonian one and it was like, hey, that did happen. That they must have said it happened. We know that this happened, so we're gonna cre create our own narrative or write our own one. You say that to a lot of Christians and they're going to get really bent out of shape. But to me, it's beautiful because to me, it gives me, I'm like, if not just Christianity has this, but other religions, even a couple thousand years before Christianity or a couple hundred years before Christianity, however it is, then maybe that's real. Maybe it really happened. I don't know. And I'll say this. Um, and I'm just going to kind of wrap this up here. I was going to say some other things. But, and I will just say this. Syncretism, and sorry if I'm a little loopy today. I uh, It's just hot in our apartment. Our heat's blasting full high. It's negative seven degrees outside. My cat's anxious. My daughter's anxious. So, for the sake of all of us, I'm going to wrap this up uh, a little bit quicker than usual. Uh, but syncretism 
is something that a lot of especially evangelicals will look at as um something that you can't do something that will lead you down the slippery slope whatever a slippery slope is or meaning uh but i'm here to say that syncretism is something that can be helpful it can be fruitful it can be uh a positive in in your life and it is okay to take if you believe in the teachings and message of Jesus, for instance, and like I said earlier, you want to take certain Buddhist thought and make it in, you know, and, and take some of that and put it into your faith. That's great. If you want to take Christianity and some ancient Judaism, Judaism principles, you can do that. Um, my, and I, I, and I, you know, I say that I'm a Christian agnostic. And people are like, oh, well, what is that? And I still have family that, that has an issue with that. And I literally will say, I believe in the teachings and message of Jesus, full stop. That makes me, in essence, in my opinion, a Christian, because I believe in that. But then I'm agnostic because when it comes down to uh, the 100% truthfulness of it, when it comes to certain theological and philosophical and doctrinal beliefs, um, do I have to sign on the dotted line? I'm agnostic about it because I'm like, I don't know if all this is real. I don't know if it's not real. I don't know if it's fake or it's false or whatever. I have a healthy skepticism of it. So that's why I'm agnostic. And people are like, well, how, how, how do you make sense of that? And I'm like, for me, for me personally, it makes sense. I'm not saying anyone listening or anyone in my family has to be that, but it makes sense for me. So even right there, why I wanted to talk about syncretism is because I'm practicing it myself. I am someone who believes in these teachings and message of Jesus. I think the Bible is authoritative because I let it have authority in my life. However, I also believe in a healthy skepticism. And so I'm highly influenced by agnostic thought and atheistic thought. Doesn't mean I'm going to sign on the dotted line with it, but I'm going to take certain principles. As I said, I've been influenced by certain Buddhist thought. And so even maybe even if it's 1% or 2%, I've, I, I let that influence me and maybe grab that. So what I'm trying to say is if you are listening and you are a Christian and you're like, hey, well, I've always kind of wanted to study, you know, Islam more. I've always wanted to study Buddhist, you know, Buddhism more. Go ahead and do it because our own faith has been has been so influenced and so um, intertwined with other religions, even in the inception of our own faith, even in the inception of our holy scriptures, um, that if how we came up with our own faith was highly syncretic, it's okay within our faith now, thousands of years later in the future, that we're still intertwining with it. And and we're we're kind of wrapping things together. So all that being said, that's a thirty-five thousand foot view of syncretism. Um, hopefully that made sense. If it's not, I'm sorry. I've, it was highly distracted today, so I do apologize uh, with that. But um, leave comments if you have comments. Uh, trust me, next week I'll be a little bit more, I guess, in tune um, to everything. So I apologize if I'm a little. You know, out there and a little loopy, but I didn't want to be gone two weeks from all you lovely people out there in Facebook land. And um, just, you know, when you ever watch this and the views that I see, it, it's not about the views. It's not about how many views I get, but it's knowing if I have 30 views, or 100 views, I'm very thankful for everyone who does watch this. Um, I'm thankful for any comments that people give. Uh, I don't get paid any money to do this. It's not even, I don't make one red cent off of it. And to me, it's not what it's about. It's about me being able to give people some fresh new ways to think about things, things that have influenced me, things that I'm wrestling with or, or pondering. And if that can make any of you watching um, hopeful or skeptical or just pushing your own thinking. Um, that's that's what I want. That's what I'm hopeful for. So um, hopefully your 2022 
starts out strong. And um, as I always say, be kind to one another, love one another. Um, this world's all we got. So um, be kind and love one another, and we'll see you next week. Bye.